You're listening to Unexplained Realms, the podcast. I'm your host, Anne, normally joined by co-host and producer, Eddie V. But this time, he's in Panama on an epic adventure. Prior to his departure, we met with recording artist Billy Nomad. In this episode, you'll hear Billy talk about his paranormal experiences. Enjoy! How are you doing? We're good. How are you? Yeah, yeah, really good, thank you. So, Recording uh, in progress. It's been very rainy here today. It's kind of like the, it's just getting towards spring now, so it's kind of like it's been very rainy and windy, kind of like those those Russian storms are coming yeah. over. Same for us. We're heading into spring, but flaky um, weather. Yeah, we actually are in California and seeing seventy degree weather. So almost eighty. Yeah, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Today seventy seven degrees. So yeah. Oh man, it's really hotting up quick. Yeah, and it's beautiful outside. Of course, California weather. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, last week it was like beautifully sunny here. It looked like a tropical day outside, but then freezing cold still about. Yeah. I don't know, about four, four or five degrees Celsius, or so it's probably about. So, yeah, that's... I can't, I, I can't see my conversions from here. They're over by the window. <clears throat> oh, well, it, that sounds cold. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty cold. It's def- sort of like it's near freezing. We definitely don't want to trade places with you. <laughs> mm. So. Uh, <laughs> So you have some really amazing ghost stories, and our listeners, well, you know, they love ghost stories, so let's dive into that. We were reading them. Yeah, sure. And yeah, um, take it away. Um, yeah, so I'll send you over three stories, mm-hmm. really, and it's kind of like they're, they're all kind of alluding to my haunted childhood, and as I kind of said to you when we first spoke, you know, I'm kind of in two minds about this. I'm, I'm forever the skeptic. Am I just a little bit insane or did I actually have these experiences? Right. But the first one that I sent over, you know, isn't one that just solely includes me. It's my family. It's sort of like the people in the neighbourhood I grew up in. It was something that was apparently well known at the time. You know, um, and I was actually looking up today and apparently, yeah, there was quite a lot of witchcraft in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, where mm. I grew up. Wow. Um, and that kind of... Judging by the news, the news is still available out there. There's a couple of articles that I've got. Um, there's from The Independent, which is one of the mainstream papers here. Um, and then I found one which is called Lo- Local Government Chronicle. Um, so there was an interesting article there. And it all sort of alludes to this group of witches that are around Milton Keynes at the time, kind of campaigning to be given fair treatment, treated as... Uh, uh, celebra- uh, being allowed to celebrate, and of course, I've read your article, which is on your website, and and you're quite right in saying that most people, you know, they're not the archetypical flying around on brooms and and cursing people. Right, they're, that was our witches, that, yeah, our story on witches, a, yeah. Great article, it really was a great article. Thank I recommend you. everyone to go and read it. Um, 
but yeah, kind of like that. I imagine that where I grew up in my neighbourhood, there were a lot of witches, and actually most of them were really nice. But apparently, in the house that I lived in, there was a really quite horrid witch who uh, was into sort of ritual sacrifice and mm. things like that, and had committed some murders in the house where I grew up. Wow. Now I've tried to correlate that. I've tried to tried to find some fact there, and I really can't actually sort of. And it's only from stories that I was told growing up that I really got to find out about it. But one memory mm. my mum reminded me of was these two boys. I I distinctly remember there being five kids living in the house. There was me, my brother, my sister, and these other two boys. Now I remember kind of this idea at the time that. Me and my brother had invisible friends, but I can remember seeing these boys. And uh, they were kind of very average looking. As I, as I think back in my memory now, you know, sort of like shortcut haired, like most of the kids on the estate at that sort of time, you know, bland sort of shorts and T-shirt, sort of like. So nothing really that distinguished them. Um but my mum used to get freaked out about it, you see, because like, I'd be sat out in the garden or like sat on the stairs or in my bedroom just talking to someone mm-hmm. and nattering away. And, and she'd be like, she came out to the garden one time and said to me, who are you talking to? And I said, well, I'm talking to the boys. And she said, well, I can't see them, you know, obviously out of frustration because she's kind of, oh. I'm constantly telling her the boys, the boys, the boys. Wow. Um, and um, I just say to her, you know, of course you can't see them on the dead. Oh. Right. And she, she was the one that told me that story probably about five, six years ago now. And I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. Um, so that, that's that's really the, the voice. The reason we left the house is because my mum had started to get a bit freaked out by it. She she told me a story where she felt like someone had run up behind her in the hallway. What She'd basically been in her bedroom. And heard footsteps running up and down the hallway, up and down the hallway. And me and my brother weren't the best behaved kids. So she thought, right, they're out of bed. I'm going to go tell them off. And she's opened the door as she's heard the footsteps running past, expecting to catch us. And there's no one there. It's gone, all right, okay. We walked down the hallway, looked in our room, and we we seemed to be fast asleep. So she's like, oh, that's really weird. Okay, fair enough. Closes the door, turns around to walk back to her room, and hears the footsteps run up behind her. And she turned around, there was nothing there. And she was like, okay. And then there was a, there's a thing that we can do here with our local council, which is like a house swap. So uh, pretty soon after those sorts of things started out, my mum applied uh, for a house swap and we moved house opposite my nan and granddad, uh, right. who lived in, um, lived in the same area, but in a different sort of like, where we lived before was one of the streets and uh, where we moved to was like one of the courts. So you kind of had these blocks of houses that were in squares, but then also offer them these streets that were just like long, uh, pro- like prefab houses that, that were supposed to be destroyed sometime around the 90s, but they're mm. still there now. Mm. Um, and there's been like gas explosions and things from those house, uh, oh houses goodness. in recent history. Yeah, they're, they're just really badly maintained. It's really poorly it's definitely sort of the one of the poorer areas in mm. in, uh, in Milton Keynes where I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that was that was the boys really. But then sort of <laughs> the, there seemed to be this constant theme in my family of like hauntings and ghosts and spiritually goings on. And and just recently, my mum's uh, joined her own uh, ghost hunting crew, and they go to all the most haunted locations around the UK. Um, and yeah, she loves it. She's had some really freaky experiences. She's shown me some videos that I really can't explain. 
Um, but yeah, they're, they're called the Spirit Sisters. If anyone's interested, but yeah, they oh, yeah. they go around all the um, all the locations in the UK. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of my story. So there was the other thing about being scared of clocks, and I don't oh. know if you can hear it, but I've got um, I've got a clock on the shelf actually above the webcam now that I bought in Camden. Mm-hmm. The silly, silly thing is, I was out in Camden with my folks, and I bought this clock, and I, obviously I couldn't hear it, so I wasn't thinking about it at the time. Right, right. and it's a it's, it's a forty five record of the police to do 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 to da 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 with the oh, clock built okay, into it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's so cool. I want yeah. that. So I got that, and I uh, yeah, I bumped into my folks and went, "Look at this!" And they went, "But you hate clocks." And I went, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah." <laughs> and rightly so. When I brought it back the night, brought it back and stuck a battery in it. I didn't sleep really. I spent the whole night thinking, "I'll get up in a minute and take that battery out." Um, but that's more to do with my nan and granddad's house at the time. Whenever I used to stay over there in their spare bedroom, soon as I try and go to sleep, I just start hearing this clock. And the freaky thing about that is there was never any clock in that room. No. At least, you know, not in the time that I was sleeping there. So it was like this thing that used to happen, like a like a paranormal experience. I distinctly remember over and over again. And it used to make me cry my eyes out. Um, I used to go home on sort of like a Friday night. We'd go over, either me, my brother, or my sister at the weekend um, to go and stay with my nan and granddad because they were already across the road. Nice for them to spend some time with us, you know. Um and yeah, I'd, so I'd go over there on the Friday, not really sleep on the Friday night, sort of freaked out by the clock sounds. Um, and then I'd go home again, sort of crying uh, late on the Friday night. Wow. Um, yeah, and that's still, that that creeped on for years and years and years. And I'm, I'm now kind of, I guess, going for an exposure therapy with this uh, police clock. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Do you do you think that maybe you have you know some psychic abilities or maybe a medium? Um, seems like you're surrounded by you know spirits and or maybe somebody in your family is you know sensitive in that nature. It's funny. My dad's sort of like you know. Uh, there's all sorts of different kind of psychic abilities, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and my dad's definitely sort of a natural empath. He can actually oh. feel the emotions in a room mm-hmm. off of people. He can he can tell you what someone's feeling on a really complex level. Wow. Yeah. Um, well, I've always been able to kind of do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter. I walk into a room and it seems like if I'm in a really bad mood, that I'm putting out this energy and everyone knows it, and really I'm just sulking. Oh. Uh, so... Yeah. Um, as far as being a medium, I, I found um, whenever I concentrate on ideas about the spirit world, whenever I open myself up to those ideas, I tend to have more of those types of experiences. Um, and in order to kind of not have those experiences, to not be walking around looking over my shoulder all the time, I tend to take on the, the frame of being a sceptic so that I can kind of go, yeah, but it's all in your head, don't worry about it. Right. And, and you, you know, honestly, people in my experience that possibly are mediums or have the psychic abilities, when you keep that skeptical mindset, you definitely, you kind of push it away. But because you may have that ability, you're never going to be able to get rid of the spirits or the activity that's going to come around you because it's meant for you to see, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess this, this is the way I am, and I've just kind of got to accept that. Yeah. Um, one thing I've found is that you know, I've never really had an experience that's actually led me to any real harm. 
I found some of them distressing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so some of the ones that sort of border on hallucination. You know, those are certainly distressing. But then, yeah, I, I find that. I've never had anything fly off a shelf and hit me in the face yet. <laughs> oh, that's um, a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when I hear stories about that and when I see the sorts of videos my mum's coming back and reporting, I'm like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea for someone like me to go to a place like that because with the way my mind works, uh, you know, I, I would probably encourage something from that world, from that sort of, from mm. those energies yeah. that would probably Possibly. lead me to some harm or, you know, psychological mm. distress. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I'm really interested in learning more about it. I mean, how do you see those experiences? Do you you very much believe that I was was visited by ghosts? Uh, You know, obviously here at Unexplained Realms, we do believe in that kind of stuff. We're pretty open-minded. So absolutely. I mean, if it was real for you, then I would never say that it wasn't. I, I truly believe that some of us are... Um, visited by ghosts um, but I always feel like if if you receive a visit it's meaningful there's a purpose behind it maybe not necessarily to help but to open your mind open your eyes to see that this is what you're supposed to do in this world so absolutely um, I certainly do feel like consciousness plays a great part in it because yeah. gotta be open to you it know, right. oh hello there's another voice is that you? Oh, um, it's my producer, Mr. V, is in in the studio with us. So, yeah, Hello. <laughs> uh, he's sorry to know you didn't realize. Yeah, he, the producer, he's he's operating the soundboard and all that for me. So, plus I'm nice. a, I'm a good listener. <laughs> yeah, he likes to jump in sometimes. <laughs> so, oh, it's nice to hear from you. Yeah, um, yeah it, I certainly think it really does boil down to different elements of consciousness, and when you look at uh, the way the universe is constructed. Um, and all the theories and the way the universe is constructed, it does seem to all boil down to perception and consciousness. Um, And I'd just like to really figure out for myself, I guess, for my own curiosity, if these spirits are uh, fragments of consciousness that have been left behind, you know, whether there's... Could be energy, could be subconscious as well, possibly. It's like your body dies, but the energy's still there. Well, that's how I imagine it, you know, and there's certain receptors within the brain picking up on the energy and that affecting your perception. Absolutely. Uh, uh, it, and, and it often explains to me why a lot of these experiences seem to happen in cycles. They're very similar. So when someone goes to a house, for instance, there's, there's always a ghost at the top of the stairs. You know, and not, this is just a, a broad example. So there's a particular haunted house. The haunting there is someone sees someone at the top of the stairs now. You know, uh, that could be open to suggestions. So someone's going in there with the idea, well, I'm going to see someone at the top of the stairs. You know, but then just by going in and opening themselves up to the idea, you know, they might be opening up a part of the brain that is receptive to those energies. So I suppose, yeah, for my own curiosity, I do kind of want to go to some of these haunted houses and see what I experience. Absolutely. You should definitely go and, and report back to us. We want to hear about it. But remember, <laughs> remember to protect yourself. You know, um, that we, we're not really skilled with haunted house or paranormal searches. It's kind of not what we do. But, you know, being well, around enough of them and interviewing them, whatnot, you definitely want to protect yourself. You know, um, whatever it is that you believe in spiritually, um, 
I guess some people pray, you know, some people believe in God or the, the stones, you know, like obsidians, the rocks, whatnot, protection. So definitely protect yourself when going into those haunted houses. But somebody that is sensitive like you, oh my gosh, you may have a tremendous experience. So something you should definitely try. It does seem like my, my mom's friend, Tracy, she's quite susceptible to to kind of feeling emotions as she goes into a room and a couple of the rooms that she's been to in these haunted houses, it makes her feel unwell. Or wow. it makes her feel like suddenly all the energy's been drained out of her. Yeah, so, I've I've heard that before from empaths. But yeah, it could be and and she is she's a she's a absolutely wonderful, stunning woman and um mm. always always sort of like life and soul of the party, really um kind of gregarious and fun you know so yeah. so it's it's you know for her to suddenly be like oh i don't feel like i've got any energy you know that does stand out as a, a sort of genuine experience i've read um oftentimes empaths have difficulty protecting themselves because it's almost an uncontrollable um ability um as an empath you have to try and find a way to not take on just feel it know it but not take it on because if you're you're taking on emotions and how people feel like it, yeah it, it absolutely an open door that that can zap your energy you know as if it's yeah. bad enough that we've got energy vampires among the living yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> true <laughs> oh yeah well you have some crazy experiences there. What about where you live now? Anything going on there that you've ever seen? Oh, gosh. Well, actually, I have had a couple of experiences here. Now, it's a bit of a sensitive subject because it's recent history, but someone did actually die in the room that I live in. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, and, and I didn't realise that at first. I didn't know that at first. And I kept on having experiences like I'd hear someone whispering my name as I was waking up. Oh. Wow. And... Um, I'd feel sort of like as I was going to sleep and there was less musical instruments. Right? I've got 40 musical instruments in the house. There's not really much space for a spirit to stand, you know. Right. Um, I think yeah. I've more or less uh, right. exhumed my energy all over the place. But, mm. you know, and things like that. I feel like there was a presence in the room sort of just somewhere out of sight. And when I'd be walking down the hallway, especially uh, either to go downstairs or to go to the toilet, I'd always feel like there's someone behind me at my bedroom door. Mm. Uh, so I'd, it would really freak me out. And then I, I heard a couple of things around the house, like there's no one downstairs, yet I just heard the oven door shut. You know, and wow. So I said to my housemate, I said to him, what, what's going on? Are we living in a haunted house or am I going nuts? He <laughs> went, oh, actually, no, there's something I should tell you. Uh-oh, um, Wow. I was like, oh, okay. And so then I started to do my best to kind of shut it off and shut yeah. it out. But I started taking an antidepressant in 2020. I think a lot of people did, obviously, because of the, the start of COVID. Absolutely, um, yeah. And, yeah, for some reason, I've, I've always had sort of like, when I, when I adapt into that sort of medication, I tend to hallucinate a little bit. Oh. Um, but the hallucinations seemed to double almost overnight. And... I saw someone crying in the corner of the bathroom, out of the corner of my eye. And when I looked again, it was a shelf, you know. Um, as I was walking through the hallway towards my room, I felt something, like, drop towards me. And it was sort of like, it was really unpleasant. I ended up having to call my doctor and say, I don't know if these are the right ones for me. Um, right. But I honestly think sort of like the, because of 
the, the circumstances under which that happened, um, mm. I feel like it's quite a negative energy. Um, and I felt like quite right. it was kind of like it was trying to um, trying to play with me, trying to toy with me. And I, I kind of still feel it now occasionally if I'm sat here at my computer for a while. Mm. Um, I, I feel it in the corner of the room by the bedroom door. Mm. Um, that's usually the only time I ever really feel it or see it. Um, and when I say see it, I kind of see it with my third eye, do you know what right. I mean? It's yes. like, yeah, yes. I, I know you're there. It um, really, it really feels like you may have like medium abilities. I mean, I've spoken to many of them before and, you know, if they're skeptical about it, don't know how to use it or whatever, sometimes they will medicate or self-medicate and it doesn't change the fact that you are a medium. Um, one particular yeah. woman that I knew who was a medium, she just didn't want to embrace it. And she began taking, you know, medications like antidepressants. And she felt as if it made, like, she thought it was hallucinations, but it almost felt like maybe it was opening her mind to see the things that she was already, yeah, enhancing the spirit, like, she was already shutting it out. And maybe the medication was opening that part in her brain. So where she was seeing spirits, then again, we're not doctors. So you never know. It could have been, could be hallucinations, but um, you you never know. You really never know. And that's the, that's the thing. Unless I mean, there are whole branches of science now dedicated to the paranormal. There have been for decades. Um, And really it's only for, for lack of funding and lack of like effective research methods that we're really, still trying to understand this but it's clearly within society we're accepting it as something to try and be understood now right um yeah yeah it's, it's certainly bizarre mm. um oh i had an idea uh, uh, something that i was going to say there and i'll absolutely let it go from my Uh-oh. mind <laughs> I hope, hopefully it will come back to yeah. me that happens, happens to me daily yeah right we have that problem um yeah. <laughs> a lot <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, your, your stories are great. Um, do you believe it ever inspires or affects your music at all in any way? Well, yeah, I imagine it does. You know, I I have a very sort of, um, deeply emotional connection with the world. I don't really, Mm -hmm. um, I don't really see the world in logical terms too much. It's, it's really about look and feel for me. So a lot of the songs that I write about are inspired by, you know, the way the world is, the way it looks to me, the way it feels to me. And so a lot of the ideas that I go into tend to mention God or mm-hmm. speak about God. Um, and really sort of I'm at this spiritual journey now where I'm a, I'm a naturalist more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but that sort of still allows me to have this idea of God. Um, so, you know, whenever I do sort of talk about this sort of subjects, I do tackle it from a more spiritual perspective but a more religious perspective sometimes you know a more theological perspective um so it definitely it definitely comes into it a lot you know um especially the idea of morality and the soul right yeah uh, because i think you know it, it, if this is an energy that we have within us if we mm-hmm. if we're made up of an energy that obviously has a, a frequency at which it oscillates you know if we 
<laughs> this is really getting into mm-hmm. uh, into sort of an area that I'm myself am skeptical about. But mm-hmm. you know, if we do bad things, that's going to make us feel bad. That's going to leak into the environment around us. That's mm-hmm. going to make everyone else feel bad. Mm-hmm. You know, when we die, and that energy is put back into the universe, it's going to start off bad. You know, um, it's yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make sense uh, to me to to be a bad person or to do, to do mm-hmm. anything bad. So that comes across a lot in my music as well. And I think that is right. to do with my relationship with my soul, you know? Right. No, your music is, in my opinion, amazing. Oh, I love it. We have Whoa. been listening to Thank it so much. pretty uh, uh, frequently here in the studio and pretty much everywhere we are. <laughs> well, as a fellow musician, I'm envious that you, I mean, I was... I think way too colored. I try to come up with, you know, something different, more like alternative or whatever. And it usually yeah. comes out the stuff I listened to when I was a kid or was, you know, exposed to or Influence, whatever. Yeah. But that that's why I admire about people, artists like you, you know, because you're not the mainstream that everybody, you know, yeah. tends to sound more like. <laughs> yeah, the cookie cutter sound, sound. Yeah, yeah. You know? I try to. I, I I have a few different projects of what I try to do with with Billy Nomad, especially mm. you know uh, this side of my personality. Is it's kind of anti pop? It's kind of where pop was at in the nineties when it was right. happening, uh, but they were singing about serious subjects. So mm. you kind of, mm. for lack of a better term, you know, Cindy Lauper, girls just want to have oh, yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. That's right. probably one of the yeah. biggest inspirations of my song because it's kind of talking. It's a very punk song in a very mm. pop style. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, and that's kind of where, I, mm. yeah, it's, it's very much where I found my sound with Billy, and and there's 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 a few outliers to that definitely. There's a few tracks that don't really fit that mold, but it is kind of like happy go lucky pop punky sort of sound yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and meaningful lyrics. Lyrics that actually, when you read mm-hmm. them, when you hear them, when you live by them, you know they actually right. mean something. Yeah. Whereas a lot of music now, it's kind of it's very formulaic, and the lyrics exactly. don't mean anything at all. Right, they don't. don't Music today is just, it's bizarre. It's its strange. And Anne and I tend to listen to, you know, a lot of music from the UK, Australia, New Zealand. You know, we'll listen to some of these radio stations from overseas because I I can't really stand a lot of the stuff that comes out from here. It's just so, as you said, formulaic. It's so cookie cutter. The the U.S. is something different (laughs) with music. Made made for sales as opposed to being artistic. Right. Well, I I get you. And it's almost like the jazz and the blues and the soul has been lost from it. And I think, like, when you know where to look, when when you find the right corners... What you find is there's some really good artists out there who are really desperately underfunded. Absolutely. Um, and massively undereducated as well, because a lot of them I talk to, I've spent seven or eight years now sort of developing my own record label. And when I talk to some of the people now in my town who are on the ground floor, that's what I'm seeing is they don't really understand what the job is and they don't have the money to really start off. Um, add, some of them are really lucky to have full-time jobs, but that's usually because they've got a family to support, and then right. you're in quite a difficult position to start off. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it, it's such a difficult thing, and they're the real artists out there, unfortunately, and the ones that are you know, paying a quarter of a million pounds to stay in the charts, you know, they're right. not really real artists, right. unfortunately. It's the truth, and it's the same concept here in the U.S. Um, most of the music that's mainstream here, 
I don't find it to be um, authentic exactly or creative or, use. you know, one of the things we, we had discussed a while back listening to your music is we love the use of the multiple instruments. Um, we're very heavy into instruments oh, and, you know, it, it's just an amazing sound pulled all together. So, Did you see the, the video for I Want You from the new project, the uh, new old stock video? I don't think I have, no. If you go to my Instagram, um, uh, and basically in my bio, there's a link, and that'll take you to my new website. Um, And there's a video section there. It's right at the top of the video section. It's in the featured video. And I'm basically, I'm playing, oh, God, I don't know how many instruments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight or nine. I think eight or nine instruments on that song. You want to um, do you want to so tell fun. our you want to tell our listeners what your Instagram name is so they can go find you? Yeah, it's at the Billy Nomad. So T H E B I L L Y M N O M A D. The Billy Nomad. Yeah. I think we're um, yeah. following you already, but yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That's really good to hear. And we've just launched an app that's like a companion to the website. Um oh, great. so if you want that, get in touch with me on Instagram. Send me a message. I'll send yeah. the, the private invite link. We're not launching the website yet. It's in alpha. And that's what you'll see when you go to, to yeah. the Instagram. But, you know, I'd love it if you go and have a look. And uh, But, yeah, that video, is uh, that's my latest project mm-hmm. um, where I just kind of recorded all my instruments live in my bedroom. Wow. Um, and then I'm recording the next one at the moment where we've actually got two tiny motorcycles Oh. And I'm going to be chasing the postman um, <laughs> be on, on one tiny motorcycle while I'm on the other tiny motorcycle. Oh. Um, that will form a big part of the music video. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah. That sounds so fun. That, this year and next year, it was really exciting. I had my whole business model focused in touring, selling CDs, selling T-shirts, mm-hmm. sort of out of gigs. And when COVID hit, I kind of had to reframe mm-hmm. and think about how to do that. Um, and now, really, I'm building this fantastic online community. It really is beautiful. Mostly happens on my personal Facebook profile, believe it or not. Right. Uh, but it's kind of moving over to this website now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the next the next year, the next twelve videos are going to be really really cool. Wow! Well, hopefully our our listeners will give you a listen and join your community online. I know, and I will make sure I share this on on with my listeners as well because you know there's all sorts of people that listen to my music. That's that's what I love about it. That we've got such a diverse audience. Mm-hmm. Well, in this particular episode of our podcast, um, both of the songs that you sent over clips of them will be featured, so they'll get a little taste Excellent. of what you sound like, so they can go find you. But yeah. We particularly Brilliant. found you on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Kind of our preferred method. We're, our podcast is kind of, well, it's everywhere, but we generally push Spotify, so. Yeah, Spotify seems to be a good place for it. Yeah, and to be honest, I've got all of my music on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on all the sites as well, but you'll, what you'll notice is that I tend to put out a music video on YouTube uh-huh. and uh-huh. on my Facebook, but then sort of I tend to direct people towards big free items spotify right. apple or amazon mm, that's um, where we are too yeah yeah exactly so so yeah i'm in mean, all those places but my band camp's there so and there's actually some singles on my band camp which you don't get anywhere else mm-hmm. uh, but that's at billynomad.bandcamp.com oh perfect we'll have to go check that one out too yeah, oh, that's fun. So. 
Well, it's probably getting late for you. It is 12.41 p.m. in the afternoon for us, but that must mean it's 8.41 for you. <laughs> it, it is. is it's 8.40, actually. And the thing is, okay. I went to bed at 9 o'clock last night, so mm. I'm like, I'm getting later and later. But it <laughs> is getting sort of to the point now. I'm like, oh, I could have one more cup of tea and get into bed, watch a film. Yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, no, it's been lovely chatting to you, though. It really has. Yes, yeah, yeah. it has. Um, it's been a fun one. I hope we hear more from you, more ghost stories. Um, come back and share more of your projects and your music with us, okay? I will. All right. And I might see if I can um, go for one of these ghost hunts for my mother and report back Oh, my gosh. That. If you do, please let us know. Share some video, pictures, whatever you want, and come tell us your experiences. Awesome. Okay. All right, great. You have a Thanks good night. Thanks so much. It's okay. lovely making friends with you. I hope you enjoyed Billy as much as we did. You may have noticed his tracks playing in various places throughout the episode. If you're interested, you can find his music on Spotify. And once again, a special thank you to Billy Nomad for joining us. Don't forget to follow our co-host, Eddie V, on his epic adventures. Just head over to YouTube and type in Eddie on the go. And for now, I shall retreat back into the realms of the unexplained.